Ah, goodness me. It's hot, there's flies around, and traipsing oh. shops uh, with two screaming kids who won't listen to you is horrendous. Absolutely. Oh. When I was at the like shops a... yesterday, I went to clutch. Uh, I walked past the middle of the mall and they had clutch kick in the middle of the mall. I don't know if you guys know it. If they're apparently they're on the east coast and they do VR driving games. Oh, and yeah. oh yeah. I saw, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like, oh yeah, this is a good way to spend my time instead of doing my Christmas shopping <laughs> that I came to the shops for. Yeah. Actually, Pete, you mentioned you mentioned it's hot. Can I just can you just full screen me so the stream can show you what see what I'm about to show you? I'm about to show you a map of our country that is supposed to be New Zealand summer. So let me just uh, you know, hopefully that focuses. Yep, oh, yeah, that's a lot of black and grey there. Wow, yeah. wow. That is the entire country has been raining for the last two three days, except right up north. We've got severe weather warnings. All through, it's it's going to be one of those Christmases for us where it's oh, absolutely Jesus. bucketing down again. Jesus. So that's why I did the right thing and did all my Christmas shopping online. Yeah. <laughs> smart, 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 smart. I think personally, we mostly double that today. <laughs> well, we're... So there's a couple of 19s and 20s in there, but mm. yeah. 30, yeah. 36, 37 today and then 40 tomorrow. Sticks says laughs in 40 degrees, yeah. Yeah, our highest today was 20.6. And our lowest, which was a place I didn't even know was in New Zealand, called Nugget Point, which <laughs> I must go there and see if they do, in fact, live up to their name, uh, at 11.6 degrees Celsius. So we've, we've been 10 to 20 degrees between highest and lowest throughout the entire country, and we have black clouds. It's <gasps> not good. Not a good summer. <laughs> so you enjoy your 40 degrees. I have air conditioning. I'm going to be sitting <laughs> in the pool tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, good oh, man. Good heck man. Yeah. Thanks for the sub, That's... Fat Gamer. Hey, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm super happy. It's like 22 and sunny here and just delicious weather, like the weather yep. you want to stand out in the sun and just drink it. That's, that's what it is that. right now. I really would love that. It's. I stepped outside into the rain and went, I'm not even going to go to the mailbox and see if we have anything because it's just not that important. Mm. It's so bad. You know what's giving me the watch at the moment? The flies. All of the flies. The flies everywhere. Like, I can't open my house and go outside without a fly sneaking in. And at the moment, mm. there's a big blowfly flying around my room and there's two other flies. And they're the, they're the shitty little ones. The ones where, you like, you get them and you smack them and yet because they're so small and sticky or whatever they don't seem to die and they're there <laughs> they're there in the kitchen as well <laughs> and they're really starting to give me the shits tell me how you really feel, sorry tell us how you really feel yeah remember Nat's flies attack? he's got you in their sights sorry does anybody <laughs> remember nat attack Yes, I do remember that attack. Is that, yeah. is that the game in Mario Paint? Yes. So Super yeah, Nintendo yeah. and you had the mouse, Mario Paint, mm. Super Nintendo Entertainment System and Nat Attack and you had the fly swatter. And they used to yeah. play it on Amazing. I don't amazing. know if you guys... Yes. <sighs> yeah, they used to play uh, 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 amazing. it on... Amazing. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That show was good. 
that game gave you hope that if you're a good enough gamer, you could succeed in life. Yeah. Like that was like peak gamer goals where you were when you were in primary school. Yeah. If I make it on amazing, I'll show you everybody how good I am. And who yeah. cares about my average grades at school? Not me. <laughs> It was my first experience at yelling at a TV screen, which I would later to take to sports later on when those kids were running through that maze and would just miss where all the keys were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, everybody, look at the camera and big smile. Ready? One, two, three. Hey! Thank you. That's a cheeky little post there. Captured. Oh, and you got it when the lights were red, green, and white as well. Perfect. Heck yeah. It's almost like it turned it. Here we go. Oh, what a just a bloody bunch of legends. Look at these. Look at these people. All that talk about weather before. There's one consistent theme I heard. What? It's a perfect time, perfect weather for gaming. Oh, mate. Uh, Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. You're saying 22 degrees. I'm here in 18 degrees on low in my office, and that's pretty damn good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sit outside with the switch, getting a bit of a tan on. Oh yeah, sounds good. Just don't, just make sure if you go out in a bikini, you don't get a, a switch tan, where it's like, you know, you've got the bikini top tan, where obviously your boobs stay white, but then you've got another white inexplicable strip underneath that, where it's like, what the hell happened to you? I don't know anymore. Yeah, you just got this like white shadow patches here. Yep. <laughs> and probably a melted switch. At least if you did it right, the logo might be centered in the middle of your chest and not off to the left a little bit. Oh, look, I mean, I don't know if the the batteries last long enough to worry about that. (laughs) Um. Yes, Pete, yes. Okay, that is... I'm just tagging everyone. Oh, nice. Dan, you get a tag. Yeah, I get a tag. straight... Jack at Jim, you get a tag. Natty, you get a tag. Reflex, can't be tagged in photos. Okay, Reflex, can't be tagged in photos. What the Christmas shit is this? I don't know, mate. You're the one who can't be tagged in photos. (laughs) Okay. Let me let me see what that's about. Um, okay. No, it doesn't matter. You've already sent it. It's all good. I'll tag myself later. All right, you big bananas. Uh, shall we dive into this cheeky little thing we call the Christmas special, our final show? We bloody shall, mate. We Uh, bloody shall. Let's do it. Um, so what we're going to do tonight is the, the 2020 Goa Game of the Year story is now live at gameonoz.com. And if you're watching this on Twitch right now, you'll be able to see it over on the right hand, uh, side of the screen as we scroll through. And if you're listening to this via audio on the podcast, um, Merry Christmas to you. And It'll be Christmas Day. It will be Christmas Day. It'll be Christmas Day. Oh. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry my Christmas. God. Merry Christmas. Oh, does, that mean, yeah. does that mean the rest of the episode is going to be in the mindset that, that it's all brand new to them? They've opened this like a new episode on Christmas? Or are you going to yes. play it like it's two days before? Like, yes. We... No, that sounds great. That's a great idea. Play it like we're in Christmas. Yay, I've Yay. opened uh, a great big box of hope. <laughs> Yay. What's an Nintendo? okay all right so hang on a sec considering this is the wednesday night um let's go around the table really quickly so it's it's been christmas morning uh dan what have you opened an xbox series x of course okay an xbox series x natty what have you opened 
Oh, a high-end non-potato PC. Right. Okay. High-end <laughs> non-potato PC. Uh, any any particular specs? Like, what's under the hood? Uh, whatever Reflex says is good. If you okay. say AMD, I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, Flexi, what have you opened? Oh, some new running shoes and some clothes that fit. Okay, great. Um, and I know it's not gaming related, but... That's perfectly That's right. fine. That's fine. Um, and straight, what have you opened? I've opened a brand new battleball chair. <gasps> I like nice. it. I like it. I like it. Yes. What about you, Pete? Um, yeah, well, <clears throat> this is going to be an interesting day. So, um, uh, my wife and I had a discussion about what Santa should leave under the tree, and Liz <laughs> um, wanted a, speci- a specific um, dress, which Santa has found. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and pretty good guy, that Santa. Um, I said to her, I, I actually want something a little bit more personal this year. So if Santa Ooh. is keen, um, Santa knows what I like. Wink. Um, <laughs> let's, let's not run with um, gift cards or anything. Let's run the gauntlet and see what Santa stashes under the tree. Now, I've just opened it. And um, it's clear that Santa couldn't figure it out. So he's gotten me a gift card. To JB Hi-Fi. Oh, yeah. right. You can't go wrong with a gift card. You really can't. 100. Um, Arion apparently got parents for Christmas. Oh, oh. That's that beautiful. sounds like some kind of like Hallmark Christmas movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mate, you don't you yeah. don't need them. You've got us as for family. Mm. Oh, I oh, was um, kidding. You didn't get yes, parents. Yes, hugs. No, he didn't get parents. Oops. <laughs> Um, now we don't know what to do, Arion. Thanks. Yeah, gosh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so awkward now. What do we do with our hands? Uh, very cool. Um, let's dive into these. So the Goa Game of the Year story, this is essentially our individual picks. There's been so many amazing games um, over the course of the year. Uh, and rather than picking a single winner, as Zulu Royce Wilson has um, kindly compiled everything all of our thoughts and decided to toss it all together. So rather than actually pick a single winner, we asked the Goa team to pick their own Game of the Year winners um, and we're going to dive into them today and open discussion, all right? So a completely open discussion. We'll hear each of ours and then uh, and then we'll get some thoughts from the team. Um, straight off the bat, this is mine uh, for Game of the Year. Doom Eternal was my game of the year. Uh, And what I said about this was, I don't know that we'll see this one topping many game of the year charts, but I couldn't put it down and it feels like a drop to the perfect time. A little bit COVID biased, but March 2020 was Doom Eternal's release. Happened to be right smack bang in the middle of hell, basically erupting all over (laughs) Earth. Um, It was kind of like Bethesda's art imitating life moment. And what I really loved about it was that just smoothly flying through the air in perpetual motion as you rip and tear your way through legions of demons, cycling through the ridiculously high-powered weaponry, managing economy to within an inch of your ammo stock only to get that refill at just the perfect moment. I just loved it. It just gave me everything without changing too much that's great about Doom, but giving us new lore and taking us to new parts of the universe and the world and all that sort of stuff. The great Easter eggs that are, are so famous in the Doom series... Um, it gave me everything that I needed and wanted at the time and didn't try to be too special. It was just perfect for what it was. So that's it. Doom Eternal is my game of the year um, and a big bravo Bethesda. Um, How good was it? Just that, that balance that you ran between 
setting off your throne throw for armor, chainsawing for ammo and the glory kills for health, like just all that just changed so well in the big fights that you did in Doom Eternal. I just love that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, any thoughts? Anybody else here who played it? Did anybody get a chance to play Doom Eternal through the year? No, I didn't play it. No? I Not did. this yep. year. Uh, Reflex? Um, I really enjoyed it as well. Um, those of you who know me know I build machines that are very graphics capable, and I was playing Doom for the graphics mainly, but uh, when I stopped looking at all the pretty stuff and actually looked at what I was tearing apart, it was fantastic. Like the story is brilliant. Like I, I Doom twenty, the one before it, yeah. Even the de- I'm sorry, not that one. Uh, Doom two thousand five. The f- the the initial reboot on Xbox. Is that the Doom uh, three one? Where it's uh, sort of yeah, Doom three. Yeah. Doom Doom three. Even the devs are like. We don't know what the hell that was. We don't know why we did that one. It didn't really tie into the story at all. <laughs> when you when you put in Doom two thousand and five, um, the movie with The Rock comes up. Uh, oh. So it must have been it must have been oh four, like before that, because that movie was equally questionable. <laughs> Not a good. Yeah, movie. I, I quite enjoyed it. Like it had its moments, but especially that bit at the end where it goes in the first person mode. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Made me, that nearly made me vom. Yeah, that made me nauseous. Well. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Like I'm good with first person shooters. I'm good with everything, but two things to do with video games and movies have made me do that. Sea of Thieves made me seasick, <laughs> and that Doom scene in the movie made me that sick. Whatever the hell that is. Yeah, it was, a bit, um, it was a bit weird, but it was also a bit cool. I don't know. Like, it was, yeah. a, bit, it was a bit cringe, but at the same time, it was like, shit, you guys managed to find um, the perfect way to actually put the essence of the game into this movie. Yeah. Like, it was, it was a very yeah. cool, you know, we gamers, we know you're watching this, here's something for you kind of moment, you know? Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The BFG was a nice nod. Like, the big beeping yeah. yeah. gun. That was a very nice nod. I reckon they could have left it there. And been like, yeah, that's a good throwback. But then the f- first-person stuff was definitely a very good nod. But, yeah, as, as Natty says, a few people that I know that have seen it have definitely been like, yeah, I skipped that part. Um, Danny, <laughs> Danny B, no, I don't, I don't think anyone's saying that Doom Eternal had a great story. Just throwing that out there. Doom Eternal. <laughs> um, I, so, I, I look, Doom Eternal, the, the thing that, um, like, as far as the story is concerned, like, you don't really play Dooms for the story. Like, you you know, the whole idea no. of playing a Doom is just to get in there and just absolutely tear the shit out of the demons that are, that are floating around and flying around and just go absolutely ham. And, and it's like, it's, it's thoughtless going ham as well. It's like, mm. come at me, whip it mm, out, yeah. bang, yeah. go after them. And that's what I really loved about it. Um, but I like I, you know, as far as the story is concerned, sure it's you know it's it's no bloody Witcher three, um, but at the same time I did really enjoy visiting those other worlds and seeing Khan Maker and and all of that sort of stuff. So um, I don't know, it worked on release. That was kind of nice. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> I still get goosebumps thinking of the opening, how they had the music going to his actions as as he progresses through getting ready. Just the very first cinematic. And then the big gate opens and he cocks the shotgun and it's just like, oh, yeah. I'm here to stuff shit up. Ah, here we go. Yeah. It's like the, the rack of the gun. I'm like, yeah. 
Oh, let's fucking go. Um, yes, <laughs> yes, Mercury. I said whip it out, and um, Reflex just said rack. So hey, we're all here for a good time. Um, all right, uh, what do we got here? Dan, Danny boy, what a surprise! PGA Tour two K twenty one. Oh, nice choice. Yeah. Well, I didn't even think of that. A bit like you, Pete. I um, uh, probably picked the game that not many people are going to pick, pick as their top one. And I know golfing is such a niche sport anyway without it making, you know, picking a game that's about a niche sport. But that's the first time in a long time a game's come along that has replicated golf, um, the, the proper game, in, in a video game. And I reckon it's been a big leap forward. So, uh, And I've played a lot of it this year, so I had to pick that. The other one I played a lot of was Call of Duty, but that was last year's game, so I can't pick that one. So yep. PGA 2K21 it is. Mm-hmm. So you're not about the Mario Golf, you're about the reality golf? Oh, I like Mario Golf too, but um, uh, I reckon golf is one sport that you can really replicate well in a video game, which I don't reckon they've quite nailed yeah, 100%. Because um, a lot of what happens in golf, there's a lot of time to think about your shot, and that can happen in the game too. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really reckon, and I've had good, day, good games on PGA 2K21 where every putt was sinking just because I was confident. And I've had that same situation out in the proper golf course where when you're, not, when you're not completely confident in your shot, you can really stuff it up. So I just yeah. reckon they nailed that. And uh, uh, I'm sort of hoping they keep going with it because I reckon there's been a bit of a gap in golf games. So to have one come back and do so well, I was pretty happy with that. So there you go. One of my, one of my favourite things about golf games is when you're in that flow state that you're talking about. Mm. Like you're just not thinking too hard. You're just no. nailing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So good. Can I also add to that that just after sur- after my surgery, I was obviously bedridden. Um, I got one of these before I went in. It is oh. a clip-on holder to an Xbox controller. Yeah. And if you've got a big screen phone, uh, which I do, Galaxy S20 Ultra, install Steam in-home streaming. I ran up PGA 2K21. It was being rendered on my PC and streamed to my phone while I was in bed. And the Xbox controller connects to my phone via Bluetooth. And it's all native to Steam and home streaming. And I was in bed playing PGA 2K21 just with this little $8 attachment. That is brilliant. And it was was perfect. Like There may be a couple of moments when the screen got a little bit pixelated because of Wi-Fi reception. But 99.9% of the time absolutely amazing experience and pga does it so well with thumbsticks as well that's what that's what yeah. does it for me yeah and flexi you make a good point i think that's the kind of game that's perfect when you are recovering or bedridden and you just want to sit there and not move too much and do something that's a yeah. really good game to do that so it's just a chill out game but you can yeah, go as hard is. as you want yeah. or you could just sit there and be like yeah, i'm just gonna smack a ball around for a bit I, I had a similar experience but i was hung over as a dog <laughs> 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 So that was my, my, that's why I like that game. You could have made that cool and said, oh, back when I was fighting COVID. No, no, I just had a bit too much. <laughs> no, I was hungover. Yeah. Very hungover. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's me, Pete. Uh, very nice. Very nice indeed. I'm actually going to tweet these out as um, we talk about them. Real-time tweets. Oh, my God. It's now a bad time so to say I do- didn't actually write one. Why didn't you write one? (laughs) Sorry, Nat. I was was recovering. Recovering from what? 
being fat? I don't know. I'm not fat anymore. <laughs> I got better. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Okay. Terrible. Um, I was going to ask Dan when you got hooked on golf games. Do you remember your first? Oh, well, yeah. You could ask, but it just aged me uh, as a very, very old man. But the game <laughs> I'm ready was, for it. The game was called Leaderboard on the Commodore 64. And oh, at, at the yeah. time, that was groundbreaking because it was the first time they'd done a... Um, most of them were always top down. Um, mm. This this thing was uh, sort of in the in the uh, first person. Th- yeah, sort of. It was more yeah. third, but behind the person, and uh, it was unreal. Um, and it's tied to a, a memory where uh, the game came out on a uh, floppy disk, and I only had a tape drive in my Commodore 64. And Dad bought me the game, um, and I opened it. it was like a disk drive. It was a disk. I was like, oh shit! Like I was so disappointed. And they said, go check your front, go check my front of my car. And there was a disc drive. He bought the disc drive as well. Oh, oh shit. It was so good. Like, got him. Um, yeah, got Amazing. me. Amazing. And I, I jumped, I reckon I jumped about six foot off the air. <laughs> I was that excited. So there you go. Oh, Bloody game. How eh? good is that? Yeah. So good. I love those Christmas mem- memories of opening a game yeah. or a console or something like oh, that. Oh, 100%. Being so, so happy. Oh, so good. I still remember. Um, I think it was 1990, I'm going to say 99, 1999. Um, were you partying? Uh, no, I wasn't. I was in year nine. Oh, were you? Okay. Of course, of course, of course I was partying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in year nine um, and uh, there's been, okay, there's been two, and I think we've spoken about this on the podcast before, Dan. Um, yeah. Uh, but there's been two major Christmas gaming presence for me over my lifetime the first one was 1991 and we went outside because apparently santa um couldn't be stuffed coming inside and had left the presents yeah. out there hey he's a busy guy he's a busy guy he's a very busy guy and my brother got a bike and i was like whoa there's nothing here for me and then i turned around and up against the wall was a um box in the wrapping opened it up and it was a DMG01 Game Boy like the original uh, grey brick yes um, and nice. it was it was the full pack so it had the headphones with the you know the red side and the blue side and it had the connector cable and it had Tetris and all of that sort of stuff right um, so that was awesome and uh, the other one was I think it was 98 or 99 I can't quite remember but it was Donkey Kong 64 Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And it was the the one with the um it came with the memory expansion pack. Uh the RAM expansion yes. pack. Yeah. Um remember those? Yeah. <laughs> and I've still got That's it. That's awesome. I've still got it. Of course you have. Um I've still got it still have. got it in the box and everything. Um in <laughs> fact while we're going through some other stuff, I'll see if I can dig it out. I know it's here somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Just quickly, does anybody have Christmas gaming like a, a Christmas gaming memory? Like, have you opened something that blew your mind for Christmas? Yeah, I cannot remember what year it was, but the PlayStation 1. Oh, wow. Cause, ah. Yeah. Yeah, nice yeah. one. Because my dad was a gamer as well. My mum was a gamer too. Um, but she I has a bit of legends. issues with... Yeah, she has a bit of issues with depth perception, so she'd play more like Tetris and that kind of stuff. But Dad would play the racing games. So he got me a PlayStation 1 and got Gran Turismo. (laughs) And guess who was on it a lot more than the other person? (laughs) Uh, But it was so good. (laughs) That's awesome. 
it was so good because um, like my mum loved croc but because of her depth perception issues she couldn't see the platform depths to jump mm. Mm. so i'd do yeah. the platformy parts and she'd do the running around killing enemies and stuff so we would sit and play together. It was fantastic. And then Dad and I awesome. would do enduro races together. So yeah, that brilliant. platform's like my childhood in a nutshell. Yeah, love that. Anybody else? Um, I'm not sure what year it was. It was close to Christmas, um, but we were we'd gone to the Gold Coast to um, Surface Paradise. Just uh, to, it was near Christmas, near enough that I'm going to count it. Um, my dad gone over for work, uh, and my mum was like, "Oh, we'll we'll come over too, but we won't tell you know me." So I said, "Oh, we're going to the airport. You know, we're gonna we're going up to Auckland for the for the weekend. Dad's gonna meet us here. He's gonna fly home, and it'll be great." It's like, "Okay, all right, we'll go hang out and go and see my godfather and hang out in Auckland. All good, not a problem." Um, sorry, just quickly. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Dan, just keep um, keep the momentum. Uh, this one's yeah, sure. food. I'll be back. <laughs> Got him! Yeah. Yes. That feeling. Sorry, Tracy. No, you're all right. Um, so they, uh, yeah, I, I thought we were just landing in Auckland and that was going to be it, but no, we actually caught a bus over to the international terminal and oh. got on another plane over to Australia. Oh, what the hell's going on here? And then, you know, push lead to shove. We land in Australia and then we've got a couple of hours drive from where we are down to our hotel and the Gold Coast and, you know, all good. We get there. So nothing's really been explained to me at this point. I just, you know, I'm going to bed and waking up in the Gold Coast now after being told we were staying an hour north flight from where where we were. And my mum's like, yeah, uh, we're actually um, having a holiday here. As a, you know, as a surprise, you know, surprise, you're here. Oh, and by the way, uh, Dad's got something to show you. It's like, okay, what's what, what's he, what's what, what's that? You know, thinking, oh, we're going to go to uh, what's what's the water park over there? The uh, Sea World or um, yeah, one of those uh, ones. One of those. Went wild. Went wild. Yeah. 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 We went there as well, but uh, yeah. no, it turns out he uh, he picked me up a PlayStation Two and. What? Just out of the blue, like a flight to the Gold Coast and a PlayStation 2. And I'm like, that's like, why here? Why not just at home? <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, his, his, his reasoning was like, he had been working a lot, you know, he hadn't been out home a lot and he was taking some time off and, you know, thought, let's take the kids, well, me, only child, let's take the child to, uh, to the Gold Coast and hang out for a week and you know, grab a PS2 and then we'll come home because we used to race Gran Turismo 1. I still remember I had the Dodge Viper GTS race spec in blue and white and he had a Subaru Legacy with a turbo so big that I would always lap him by about a half lap but then once his turbo kicked in, I was an absolute mess because child. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was that that was probably the closest I've had since then. After that, you know, it was all school and focus on that and to them, gaming, for me, took a wayside, but I kept playing. They just didn't want me to play as much as I did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was my big big PlayStation Christmassy birthday combination thing. I could imagine, too, that, that as a gamer, that'd be pretty tough. You're going to the Gold Coast for a holiday and mm. you get a buddy console as well. You're like, well, I don't really Can want I just to stay g- home? Yeah, can I just stay home in the game, please? Yeah, the hotel's got an RCA TV. I think it. There's a HCI cable somewhere. Yeah. Hey Zulu. Yep. Hello. Hey, Zulu. Welcome. 
Hello, just thought I'd pop in and say hello for a few minutes as part of the last stream of the year. Oh, lovely. Good fantastic, to have you here. Fantastic. Amazing. Um, hey, uh, what have we got here? Actually, while we've got you, Zulu, because I don't know how long you'll be uh, with us for, um, we're just running through everybody's... We're talking about some Christmas memories and stuff, but we're just running through the game of the years tonight. It's uh, dangerous. For yours, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, and I will fight anyone who disagrees with me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to just take us through your your thinking real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Short version, as most of you know, or if you don't know, you do now, I'm primarily a PC gamer, although I do like my Xbox and my PlayStation, but I'm a big fan of open world games with lots to do. Like, basically, if the intro doesn't take several hours, I feel like I'm getting shafted. So I love a gigantic game with a lot to do, and I'm a big fan of the Assassin's Creed series. I love all the the, the historical attention to detail and the ability simply to leap off buildings and stab randoms in the past. It's great. I have referred to the games on multiple occasions as the world's foremost historical stabbing simulators. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so, I, to be to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the Viking thing. Like, I don't hate it. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not a Philistine. But when they said, we're doing the Vikings, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. Well, you know, I've played God of War, but sure, show me show me what you got. Yeah. <laughs> and they you know, said, here we go. You know, here's this amazing, huge game that builds on everything that's great about the other games in the series and just is, this, is set in one of your very favorite places in the whole world. That's England, by the way. And you can do all this cool stuff. The writing's great. There is a cat you can pet. You can go on raids. The dialogue's good. The action's good. Everything about it is amazing. And the only reason it wasn't the clear winner was because somebody inconsiderately decided to release Cyberpunk 2077 this year. <laughs> How rude. I could have delayed it again and made it easy for you. (laughs) If if, if they had delayed it by a couple of weeks, it would have A, kept the console peasants happy, and B, I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? I said the quiet part out loud again. (laughs) (laughs) It would have kept all the people running ancient consoles happy, and I could have given AC Valhalla a clear game of the year nod. But no, seriously, I, I love Cyberpunk 2077. I've been playing it on PC. Uh, thanks to the nice folks at NVIDIA, I managed to scrounge an RTX 3070 off them. And if you keep an eye out on the new year, <coughs> pardon me, the nice folks oh. at Gigabyte have loaned me an Aorus 3080 Extreme to review over the holidays. And I've Ooh. been running it on that, yeah. So if you want to talk about smooth, it's just crank everything up to maximum and let it go. Th- that's what Gank I want in my from... PC on Christmas. Yeah. That's what I want, whatever he just said. <laughs> and 3080s do drive like that. Yeah, but uh, honestly, I've had no issues with crashes or bugs beyond what you'd expect from any other massive open world game. I love the story. I love the setting. Uh, I really like how the, the dialogue and the writing, I just found that it was exactly the game I was expecting from after all these years of, of hype, and I, I really loved it. I just simply couldn't choose between Valhalla and... Um, Cyberpunk 2077 although I will say for Cyberpunk it's one of the extremely few games that having finished the main story I then restarted to play it again and get everything else I normally oh. do not have time for that so mm-hmm. forget between AC Valhalla not letting me escape because I keep wanting to play it and Cyberpunk dragging you back for a second go it, it, it was just there was no nothing between them so it's a, yeah. a joint game of the year there for me 
Fair I, enough. I remember you, you just just quickly um, uh, before we move on to a bit of a tie here between Skittles and Inferno. Um, I remember you saying get through the first couple of hours and then uh, it really starts to open up. And I've just hit that point now. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've just gotten through the first couple of hours. Um, and I'm starting to feel like I've got a grasp of the game. I've got a grasp of the inventories and um, the builds and all that sort of stuff and the and the trees. And I'm I'm really starting to enjoy it. Um, Absolutely, the the side quests are not optional. The game makes them look like they're a fun little diversion. You really have to do them because yeah. that's where a lot of the really interesting story is. And the game is full of Easter eggs, just absolutely packed with them mm-hmm. I, mean, I know some of the more obvious ones have popped up on the internet but i've seen references to uh, everything from monty python to um a book called the diamond age which is really good to just all sorts of other bits and pieces that you know you, you wouldn't expect in a game like this so part of their yeah. fun is doing all the side missions and getting these little treats out of it as well um, you, know, I, 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 you know what i love about that chat is that when when um i've got no idea about gear and when nazula goes this and that, and then Flex's face goes, hmm. I go, yeah, it must be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, Skittles and Inferno, I'll toss in pretty much all together. Skittles, Skittles had a tie between a game called Help Will Come Tomorrow, which is a story-driven survival game, conversation-driven choices, deciding the failure of success in your campaign. Um, <clears throat> good puzzle story, 30-odd hours, uh, um, one successful survival is what she managed, but just enjoyed it immensely. Um, and then her tie, and this is the same as uh, Chriso's, is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yes. Um, hands up here, who's played Ori and the Will of the Wisps? A little bit. Little Dan bit. has. Yep. Now he played it. Surprised to see how many of you had it as your game of the year, to be honest. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like I'm, this. Controversy. I played, I played about. 20 minutes of it when I was testing out xCloud on um, but I loved uh, The Blind Forest and that was such a tight game and Will of the Wisps is on my list to, to play it's going to be amazing um, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts Zulu because I it's actually one of I, I only managed to finish three games this year and that's one of them um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it I, I really really enjoyed it um, so much so that uh, it's a game that I'm going back just to try and, and get 100% completion on. And I haven't done that for a long time. Um, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts as to why uh, you were surprised that it, it featured a fair bit. Look, I, I like the game in the sense that it's a very beautiful, nice game. But when I've been around so long, I look and go, this is basically your run-of-the-mill platform with nice artwork. Oh, that's fair. So... To me, I'm like, okay, you know, this is not a bad game. It's not awful. I, I love what they've done. I can see why it appeals. We're just having so many people saying, out of all the games that came out this year, this nice-looking platformer is the best as far as so many people are concerned. And that just, that surprised me. Mm, yep. I, um, I, I felt, uh, oh, what's the word for it? I actually felt a few of the cutscenes quite emotive. And I think that's what I really enjoyed about it because it's been a little while since a platform has actually stuck me through the heart a little bit. It's connected with yep. me. Um, yep. And I think if you're, if you're you know, a bit of an emotional person, um, there are themes within the story of this game that will grab you. Um, but yeah, no, various thoughts. Um, did yes. anybody else have any thoughts on Ori and the Will of the Wisps that played it? 
I nah. wish I have an Xbox. Mm. Ah, you nah. can get it on Steam. Can you? Mm. Ooh. Mm. And Game Pass Ultimate, which you should have anyway, because everybody should have Game Pass. Oh, yes, agreed. Yeah, 100%. Agreed. No, I agree. 100%. Uh, okay, let's move on. Um, this one's from Sticks, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, which is no surprise um, that Stick chose sto- chose blah, blah, blah. Sticks chose this <laughs> one, um, not because he's a PlayStation um, uh, fanboy and loves it, um, but actually because uh, he's just been going on about the game since its release. Um, and I, I have to say, I have to like agree to a degree. I mean, it didn't take out my game of the year only because. Um, you know, I had different reasons for picking mine this year and what I chose, but Ghost of Tsushima was one of the ones that I couldn't put down um, this year. I just absolutely loved it from start to finish, and I haven't finished it yet. And it's one that I'm just so desperate to get back to. Oh, it's an amazing game. I mean, it is again. It's in that for, for me. It was like, oh, I've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I've got Cyberpunk. Oh, and Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, I loved all three of them. It, it was a tough call, but Ghost of Tsushima was amazing. So. Absolutely incredible PlayStation game there. Who else here played it, if anyone? Yeah, because you, yeah, you have to be PlayStation to be playing it. Oh God, I wish you guys. Oh, I wish you guys had the chance to play it. It's good. PlayStation had so many really good exclusives this year. Mm. It's it's crazy how much they had. That well, not not just this year, but in the life of the PlayStation Four, there were so many good good games there. Good that, games, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm going to pick up a PlayStation 4 when, when they get a bit cheaper again or secondhand and just play through some of them because they're just like Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man. They was just amazing yeah. games. God of War. You mo- God of Days War. Gone is excellent. Yeah. I don't, if you yeah. miss Days Gone, you really should play that as well. It's one of the, I, People just went, eh, when it came out, but it's a really, really solid game. Mm. It's actually not mm. a bad idea. It's great to think about buying a... You know, an older platform and uh, mm. console, and yeah, get some of those classic games. Because I I've know never played few, any of those. Yeah, I know there's a few people around that just constantly sit that one generation behind the, yeah. so they just pick up the older systems and start playing those games. Yeah. And the divide between, you know, you think about a, a really good Xbox One or PS4 game graphics i know they're not as good as the new console but they're not that far removed are they like yeah that's right generally you can tell age of age of gaming by the graphics development you know so but um, even now like I, I this is a little bit off topic but i've had this discussion with people before where we're at a point now where most people's home tv you might get 60 70 inch tvs but at 4k that you, you you have to get freaking 100, 120 inch TVs to see any appreciable difference past 4K. So yeah. for, for most people, graphics from the last gen and this gen are going to be pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's the reality is that if you're not running a native 4K TV, then you shouldn't be crying into your cornflakes if you can't get yourself an Xbox Series X or PlayStation yeah. 5 for yeah. a while yet anyway. There's going to be a year or so where everything's available for both. Yeah. And even then, the issue is really not the people with 4K TVs. It's all the people with 1080 TVs. So yeah. considering how cheap you can get a, a perfectly cromulent 4K TV now, it's going to be amazing in a year or two when they yeah. really open the throttle up and stay oh, right. Yeah. Stop worrying about the old consoles. Show us what you got. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Whip it out. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty man. 
Um, can I just say one I other I... thing uh, just quickly about Ghost of Tsushima? If, yes. If I had to pick something, if I had to pick a game of the year um, purely based on uh, um, combat mechanics, yeah. I would have picked Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, right. Um, I... How can I how can I explain this? And Zula, you might be able to help me get this one across the line. Um, it was all the stuff that I loved from playing games like Dark Souls uh, and Bloodborne, where you have to really learn your enemy's movements and time it perfectly to master the game's combat um, to be able to just nail it. Um, but also had a really fluid sense of just being able to to just run and attack. And the open world combat was just really balanced beautifully between that and the and the closed combat part of the game. So, I yeah, if I had to pick a, if I had to pick a game of the year purely based on um, the combat mechanics, that would have got me over the line for that one, I reckon. Mm. Uh, they were they were really good, and I love the bit how you've got a showdown at the start where you basically draw your katana and depending on on like a quick time event, you can basically one shot kill a bunch of enemies, and it just Instead of making you feel overpowered, it made you feel like the hero of a samurai movie doing that first lightning strike. Mm-hmm. And just the, the way the the combat went back and forth, it felt challenging and made you feel like you actually were a, you know, a, as a katana master, but not in that punishing way. Like I hate the Souls games because I feel like the, the game is laughing at me and saying it hates me. But <laughs> with Ghosts of Tsushima, I felt like I was in a samurai epic, not, you know... So if I was failing, it was because it wasn't. I, I was making you know, errors with you know not reading the enemies correctly, not because the game was saying I hate you and I'm going to stomp on you now. <laughs> hey Zulu, you died. Yes. Um, all right. What have we got here? Got him. Got him. Good. Uh, Natty. Natty, Me? it's your turn. Oh my god. Um, so game I have of the to, year. I... Go on. Yeah, I have to preface this by saying. There were so many freaking amazing games and I don't know if anybody saw on Twitter. I was like, oh my God, I'm throwing up between so many games. How do I choose? Um, because like the the game that I finished this year that I loved for audio and graphics was Final Fantasy VII Remake. And uh, my favorite game series of all time is the Persona series. And there were two Persona games this year that I got to play, Persona 4 Golden, Persona 5 Royal. I was just like, what game do I pick? Um <laughs> But if anybody's read the article already, um, my choice was Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah. And the biggest reason for that was this year I had so much upheaval. Um, it was the first year I was living by myself um, for a significant period of time and it was over when COVID was quite bad. Um, and New Horizons got me through it. Yeah. It, yeah, no, like sitting, playing, connecting with my friends and even friends who don't class themselves as gamers but went out and got themselves a Switch to play this game. Yeah. It was just phenomenal, the community response behind it, the amount of uh, messages. Like, I had all these messenger groups with different people. There was, like, a turn trading group. There was a clothing design group. There was, like, a who wants to take my villager that's leaving, like, that could come to your island group, like so much going on that it really kept me going when I was feeling pretty lonely so um, I had to I had to give it to New Horizons yeah. for that because it helped me survive 2020 that's great you, I love that did you ever use the turnip exchange did you hear about that 
No, so yeah. I I I was lucky. I had a big pool of friends. Like my mm. turn, my internal turnip exchange group got to about twenty six people, oh, nice. and we were running stats. We were running stat charts, so we were predicting the highs and lows. So we knew, okay, three people are going to have highs on Tuesday, and four people are going to have highs on Wednesdays, and and, and, and mm. working it all out. So we were lucky we didn't have to trust random strangers yeah. and go to their islands. Yeah, leave a tithe for selling turnips on their oh, island. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah, or a million, leave us a million freaking uh, bells to, yeah, so you can get on here and exchange your turnips. You go, nah, I'll be yeah. Right. I mean, I, I I absolutely love Animal Crossing as a series. Like the first console I ever bought myself was a GameCube. Um, and I, my year 12 grade suffered quite a lot at the hands of Animal <laughs> Crossing. I was up at five o'clock in the morning, like trying to fish the rare fish that you could only get at that time because I refused to change the in-game clock. Refused. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, that was cheating. And Mr. Rossetti would find out and yell at you. Um, and Tom not breaking these. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> yeah. I always paid off my debts. Like the mm-hmm. first thing I did, paid off my debts, and and I was done with him in a, in as quickly timing fashion as possible. Just whoop, debt, yuck, <laughs> yuck, yuck. Um, I don't know if anybody else played Animal Crossing New Horizons this year. I did. I played it for a bit. Yeah. I've yeah, never played yeah. any Animal Crossing game ever, to be honest. Oh, uh, Zulu. I mean, it's it's definitely open world, I guess, if, like, the world is the size of your fingernail compared to Cyberpunk. <laughs> but it looks so cutesy. I mean, I, I totally get why people like it. I'm not bagging it out. So mm. it does not seem like me at all. But the, I can tell yeah. how phenomenally popular it is. Yeah, I mean, the the... Criticisms I have of the game are mostly centered around that it's Nintendo, so mm. they don't have a uh, native voice chat um, system, which yeah. means you have to, you know, run through up other applications. Um, and but you've got you a know, robot if, phone with an app, don't you? You can do that. Yeah, you do, but it's you know that's yeah. like I know, I know I've been. I might as well. Um, yeah, I might as well use Discord then. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the other big thing was if you did travel to other people's islands, you know, you go to the airport, you put in a code, you get like t- have to answer like 60 questions. Then there's a loading time. If too many people are going there, you have to wait. You get like this log jam of people trying to travel to different places. Like the online stuff with Nintendo has never been great. Strong. And that yeah. was probably the, the, the biggest letdown of, of the game. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing seeing the stuff that people were doing in there. They, um, I, I saw a couple of them pop up, but people were running like a Survivor series in Animal Crossing, <laughs> and they do different tasks. Like you got five minutes to catch as many fish as you want, but if you get this particular fish, you just win. You know. Right? Yeah. And and um, go go through this area and dig, dig out all this puzzle. It was so really well done. Some of this stuff, and even um, one of our community members, Jana sixty six, I saw her. She was doing like a, a bingo board inside of oh. Animal Crossing and stuff like yeah. that. So it was just some super creative stuff that people were doing. On uh, Facebook Gaming, I kept seeing um, what's the game with the cases where you have the thirty cases. Oh, um, who wants to be a millionaire? No, no, no. no, no. no. Uh, shit, what was it called? Somebody in chat, help us deal? out. The, yeah, deal, deal or no, or no deal. deal. Yes, yeah. thank you, Flexi. Yes. I don't watch um, <laughs> uh, 
um people were running like competitions like that mm. um so you know it, it was just a game that had endless possibilities uh to be a bit less pg there were some like people who were getting you know paid in bells for you to come to mm. their island you could go visit their dungeon in their house and mm. uh be treated in a particular way that oh. you might want to be. Uh, so there were, you know, adult things going on in the game as well. It was really like an open place where, you know, kind of like how you discuss Minecraft, obviously a bit more limited than that, but it yeah. could be whatever you wanted it to be, which was really incredible. And for most people, it was just community, um, yeah. which got yep. a lot of us through. Yep. I always found it interesting that on the same day, Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal came out. Came about about you know, Isabel and Doom Guy like doing stuff together and kind of not a little bit dissimilar to the Mandalorian with the Mandalorian and the child. You've got Doom Guy and Isabel going around. Doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that juxtaposition is great. <laughs> um, Isabel's tough gal. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll keep rolling through. Nico's uh, picked up Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, yep. he's been playing it on the PlayStation 5 and he's just been basically nice. saying that he's uh, he's been lucky enough not to be a victim of the clusterfuck of glitches and bugs so he's mm-hmm. really enjoying it um, Rogue Sultana now I, this the one that I really love about the reason why I really love her choice um, whilst it's not a surprising choice from her um, is because I completely forgot this game existed this year and I and I and I can't believe that I have um, the Last of Us Part Two uh, was her choice. Did anybody yeah. else forget that game happened this year? No, oh, how no. could you forget that game happened this year? I can't believe I, but that's my point. I can't believe that I did. Like, I, and I don't know if we've been just barreling into, um, you know, at the end of the year in a year where we've had a lot of amazing titles just drop, um, but. I can't believe I forgot this game happened this year. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's pretty common though. Like every year there's always a game that you think, we had a pretty good year of games too. And, and, but I think he's, you're right, Pete, just COVID's been so unique that there's been other shit going on, you know, and that's probably what that explains that. Yeah, maybe it was like somehow less controversial than Cyberpunk, and I don't know how that is even possible. Yeah, so, <laughs> we think Cyberpunk's a legitimately good game. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think the 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 intro, like the I mean, The Last of Us Part Two lived up to its hype, didn't it? Like, um, it wasn't. It was and I'm not. And I'm not saying it's it crazy, right? So hang on a sec. I actually really enjoyed it, and I loved the game. Um, but the interesting thing is that, and I don't know why, right? Because Cyberpunk 2077 is a amazing game and I'm enjoying it. The Last of Us Part 2, I felt, was an amazing game and I really enjoyed it. Albeit, I did feel it was uh, repetitive of a lot of the stuff from the first Last of Us. Um, but The Last of Us Part 2... Um, had the hype like Cyberpunk 2077 did, but didn't cop it like Cyberpunk has upon its release. Mm. Uh, I don't know about that. It did get a bit of heat. Yeah. As, as, much, as, as much as Cyberpunk, though? It wasn't not as Cyberpunk level heat. Yeah. It's not Cyberpunk uh... level heat, though. 
No, but it also wasn't Cyberpunk. It's pretty hot. It's pretty hot. Cyberpunk was getting heat because people with, you know, seven-year-old consoles couldn't run it. The Last of Us 2 was getting heat for being woke and for having legitimate storytelling and plot issues. Woke? It was so woke. woke. It was very woke. It is the wokest game (laughs) I've ever played in the many decades I've been doing this. And there's the title of this podcast episode, The Woke Episode. (laughs) Here is it. Can you, for people listening, though, who aren't across it, can you explain um, how you feel the game was woke? Uh, The short version is the short version's all (laughs) the short version. I'm trying to launch into one of my patented at-length rants. The very short version of the game is has a very aggressive social justice agenda i thought and not just in the sense that it was made the point these these issues exist but it went out of its way to hit you as a player over the head with this is good if you don't agree with this you are bad just really you know, there was a point for example and it's hard to criticize some of the stuff without sounding like some sort of hate mongering nuts so let me stress my issues with the game are not the themes it portrays it was how it portrayed them uh for example in, in case you missed the the memo uh, the main character of the game ellie is lesbian which is fine okay there's a point in the game where she and her girlfriend are exploring the ruins of seattle and they find a, a book a gay bookshop and basically stop what they're doing to go in there and explore it and sort of you know make comments about you know oh wow you know i wonder what it means to, to, to be like this and it was just a very record scratch you know jumping out to really smack you as the player around the head and say see see look how socially progressive we are we have this in there and i'm just it just did not work for me i know a lot of people as arian pointed out had issues with some of the the gore and violence i know you said you that didn't particularly bother you but i know a lot of people had problems with yeah, honestly, killing that dogs surprised, that surprised me <laughs> People were like, oh, you, know, you kill the dog. I'm like, yeah, and? It just didn't bother me at all to to, you know, to, to put a 9mm round into a dog. But the, you know, I was genuinely surprised by how many people were like emotionally having a little cry over that, to be honest. If you keep in mind, people are also very upset about Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the first one, um, for getting into a knife fight with a rat while crawling through the sewers. Like, you get bitten by a rat, and the only response is to take out a knife and stab the rat, or you get shot by a guard mm. not three feet above you. Like, so, it's a, it's a, it's a rat. Also, like, I don't want to get bitten mm. by a rat. Yes, yeah. I don't want rabies. Nah. I want the Black Plague, damn it. Yeah. Uh, Menthonzo <laughs> dropped Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, and Straight Jacket Jim, you, my friend... Mate, I think for me it had to be Star Wars Squadrons just because I'm big Star Wars nut and I love the flight scene, which I don't think has gotten a lot of love over the years. Like there's the, the Ace Combat series, but this one, I just, this has made me buy a VR headset. I, I needed to play this in VR. Yeah. And it was just, it was brilliant. It was everything that I wanted in a Star Wars flight scene game. It, it Like it wasn't, wasn't huge, but it also wasn't overly expensive. It was like 50 bucks for the game that did everything it said yeah. on the box and, and more. And I just had a blast playing it. And um, yeah, I can't recommend it highly, especially like when you're playing it there in VR, and I'm, it's probably the same in any VR 
flight sim game like my Microsoft Flight Simulator, the latest one I think has some VR stuff in it too. But Coming just being able to, to look around and see everything. So you know, you're you're in a in a cockpit of the X-wing, and you look over to the left, and you see the the S-foils on both sides, and you know, uh, an enemy goes around the top, and, and instead of like having the little square monitor to look in. You just look up and you're just tracking it all the way through, and it was just it was it was brilliant. And they, it, all the stuff like um, the the power management stuff, cycling between shields, your lasers, and your engines with power. The di- the differences in the craft as well. Um, it, it has a campaign in it. It's not once again not super long, but it's it was it was called a tutorial for the game. And it, yeah, it is because it makes you fly all the different ships so you get used to them. And, and but it, it's, it's, I just had a really great time playing it, and I really hope they make more of them. Have we lost? Have we lost we Dan? have. We've lost Dan. Yeah, gone. I, I wanted to ask um, Jim how, did, how it fits into the Star Wars storyline does it have a space in the uh just the the nebulous after return of the jedi period so oh okay it, yeah the empire Somewhere against the new republic yeah. yeah yeah it does um because i remember when i when the trailer launched for it i got very excited because wedge antilles is in it and for those that knew the original trilogy um wedge antilles is a famous fighter pilot in there He's, he was in the both death star runs and my highlight of Rise of Skywalker was seeing him in Rise of Skywalker as well as a gunner in the Millennium Falcon right at the end. Um, so he's in there. For those that watched the Rebel cartoon, Hera Syndulla, or Ge- Ge- General Syndulla was in there too, made an appearance. And it just, it, it, it felt like the, the story, it was a fairly basic story. You've got an Imperial turncoat it defects to the... the um, Rebellion, because the first minute mission takes place pretty much straight after the Battle of Endor, at the end of Return of the Jedi, and then you jump forward a few years and and you're you're playing the other missions. But I just it it still it fit all it fit well, and because it was away from the big characters, it didn't really matter what they did, you know. So they just mm. ran with it. And uh, I'm assuming you didn't have any issues with you know motion sickness or anything mm. like that in VR. No. The only issue I had was there was a couple of the first time I got in the X-Wing because the X-Wing was, you start off playing in the TIE Fighters, which is a very different cockpit to what our planes are like. But the X-Wing is very similar to to a proper cockpit. And um, I, when I was younger, I actually went to uh, high school that did aviation as a specialist subject and I've gone solo in a glider. haven't haven't flown oh, anything cool. for years. But... I sat down in this X-Wing cockpit in the VR and it felt just like being back in there. So much so that rather than blindly feeling a little bit for my joystick, I've actually gone to grab the flight yoke and smash my fingers into the desk because... Wow. It felt like just like being in, in, a, in, in a glider for me. Yeah. That is so cool. Because uh, I don't know many games in VR that have been able to replicate like a real life experience so closely. So yeah, and it just it the 
I'm glad that it, it wasn't just a VR game because the player base on it would have been a lot smaller if it was just VR. So you could still play against people. That, like, I, I, there was you could play against people on other consoles as well, not just on PC, which is where I played it. Um, so they put full cross-platform in for it. I, I, I'm pretty sure they did. I've, I vaguely remember playing against people on Xbox at some point. But, um, I'm glad that that's being more mm, widely adopted because yeah. it's, especially now, considering people can't even get their hands on some consoles. Yeah, well, that's Why right. I, um, well, I think it, it's, once again, on a bit of a tangent, it's a, there's a bit, bit of difference between cross-generational play and cross-platform play as well so um but but yeah this one i'm pretty pretty sure i was playing against console people but and and i'm glad that it got vr added into it because it wouldn't have been as successful a game if it was just a vr only game because vr is still very niche but the but having it in there and playing with all the other people it just it made made it so that the the pvp um, dog fights were populated with people that you didn't have to wait too long to get into a game and i got to play with my vr headset there you go happy days and dan is back hey dan danny back. Oh, no, i can't, I can't hear him oh bugger no. uh, um I, I know i didn't write one there we go oh, there's all sorts of shit going on then um i was just trying a few things to try and get it back um yeah go on reflex Yep, so this won't take too long. Um, I was in a tie between my game of the year, um, between one that not very many people have heard of. It is a Mars city builder with a story called Per Aspera. Um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Not to offshoot from Pete's Doom. It's also placed on Mars. Um, per Aspera... It, I've always been a big fan of city builders, um, and picking this game up, I thought, oh yeah, it's going to be a city builder with, you know, a campaign that's, you know, like most other city builders, like, oh, we had a natural disaster, deploy things to clean that up. Um, I was actually pleasantly surprised uh, that there was way more into it with multiple choice options for how you can proceed. Um, For those that aren't aware what it is, you are an AI that gets deployed to Mars, and being an AI, you have to build up the colony and get it ready for research scientists to land. So you have to go through building accommodation, a spaceport eventually, you know, prepare satellites. You also are in charge of warming up Mars. I, this kind of played a bit of a terraforming it? Yep, as in terraforming it. Right. Basically played a trick on my mind where doing exactly what we did to Earth by raising the temperature with greenhouse gases, you willingly do that to Mars and uh, have to bring it into a hospitable temperature from negative 50 degrees to, you know, a balmy 22. So that's one of your goals. And then there are stretch goals further on, which I really just was engrossed with it on stream that before I realized it, it was late. And I had missed invitations to many other games because I'm like, no, fuck off, I'm playing this. It, it really does. Just you get started, you play the first 10, 15 minutes, then those 15 minutes, 10, 20 minutes, 30 hours. And then even I had Menthonzo drop by going, hey, what the hell is this? This looks pretty good. And yeah, it, it, it really did grasp me. Um, and that was tied with those of you 
who also have been by my stream earlier this year, that is tied with Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, that was, uh, I mean, as as Straight said, you know, he he's flown a glider and you know been in real world cockpits of you know due to his his school. I, I've I've been in I've been in Cessnas. I've seen a glider. I've never flown one solo, but I've I've been with my parents when they did like flight training because where i grew up we lived uh under a flight path and there was an airport not three streets back from me so they have gone flying i've been part of it and it really kind of just piqued my interest as a child that you know the whole flight thing was really cool um so i actually built my pc in preparation for flight simulator when that came out and when it came out, I was it, I, I streamed the shit out of it. I mean, even Natty was there for a couple of streams, just hanging out in my virtual co-pilot seat, and we would just shoot the shit between Wellington and Sydney on a literal three-hour flight, and then to come in and land in real time. It's like not only is the game pretty, it behaves properly. Like I remember when we were flying, and I was playing with the weather settings. And I turned it from a nice sunny day to a stormy day. And then I got all these warnings that I was plummeting towards the earth. I'm like, why the hell is that happening? We both couldn't figure it out. And then I clicked. This is a low pressure system. This is this game replicates low pressure weather to the point where you are cruising at 30,000 feet and autopilot shits the bed when the weather immediately changes because that's not normal. It like, goes from that to a tropical storm, and you're like, well, I'm suddenly now at 20,000 feet. Like, mm -hmm. it mirrors weather and everything to a T. I was pleasantly surprised. I was just blown away. Sorry? Outside your house, Pete? Yes, no, no my house. Oh, right. My my house. House. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I was just blown, blown away by when you were taking off and landing where it was doing all the call, call signs for other planes that were actually landing or taking off from those airports in real time. Yes. Like there was no escaping that this was based in what was going on in reality. And yeah. because of how good your graphics and everything is set up, just being able to like see around you, see what's going on on the, on the planet underneath you. And, you know, when you took the little plane out and went like through the Eiffel Tower. Ah, yes. That was pretty cool. Yeah, stream was like, I'm flying through Paris, just checking out, and then one guy comes along and goes, fly through the Eiffel Tower, you won't. Fucking A, I won't. Straight <laughs> <laughs> the Eiffel Tower out the other side. Like, oh, have, you, have you found any of the obelisks? Dada. Yes, I yeah. have. Yep. Have yeah, you got? Have you like any? Is hang, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Um. Any those obelisks that are in the game? Have you done? Have you flown past them? Have you done flybys of them? And, and what are they doing there? Yeah, so, some of the big ones. One of them was a programmer error, um, where he was meant to label a house or a building as uh, thirty stories. Sorry, it obviously won't be a house. It was meant to label a building as 30 stories, but he put another zero in, and it was 300 stories. Oh. So in this random, you know, outback town somewhere, there's, like, you know, a medium to low-rise building, and then one big fuck-off random building that's just like, that doesn't fit here. Just completely <laughs> out of place. 
Um, though a lot of them have been fixed, um, luckily, by the developers, uh, Microsoft and Asobo. But um, one thing which I am going to be looking into is they've actually bought VR su support out um, yesterday that was released. The VR patch has come out for it. Um, and some sneaky developer, uh, developer, sorry, some sneaky modders have actually swapped out the terrain data with um, Google's map imagery. Um, oh. The way that the building system works within Microsoft without getting too technical is they've built it so whatever terrain data is under it, the difference between Bing Maps and Google Maps is actually not that much. Like, it's maybe a couple of lines of code here and there to get them to start propagating buildings in a similar fashion. So people have taken the out-of-date uh, Bing Maps, which, let's be honest, who the hell uses Bing Maps? Like, mm. They've taken the out-of-date Bing Maps and brought in the up-to-date Google Maps, um, and just, it's it's a whole different world, literally. Like, people have, like, even, say, for example, when it came out, Dr. Disrespect, he was flying over his hometown, and he's like, what the hell is this? The sports arena that's been built for 10 years is still construction and just dirt. Mm -hmm. What the hell's going on? And now people have gone, well, actually, hang on, a whole bunch of stuff we had as well is incorrect, and they shipped the Google images in, and it's it's put buildings where they should be, and it's up to date and looks good, as well as the developers actually releasing city by city content packs. Like the first one they did was London to bring London mm. up to spec with real world buildings and imagery, and now they're moving around the world. But yeah, it's it's it really is a living, breathing world with real time telemetry on flights and the multiplayer in it as well that natively supports it. Uh, myself and Captain Avari. Uh, flying together and landing in, on separate runways in Thailand, albeit me on a proper flight yoke and him on an Xbox controller. He didn't land so good. He did get there. It was a bit wobbly. But, um, yeah. He survived. He survived. He did, he did survive. <laughs> the Lairborn is still good. It's still good. And, um, <laughs> yeah, the multiplayer just, like, you can just jump in and join people all around the world. And every airport has real-world flights, and every airport has players playing at it like it's a global world literally fuck that sounds stupid doesn't it it's a, it's a global world with global things <laughs> and if people are playing at an airport it, it's not dependent on what server you join when you jump into multiplayer it is just real time up to date globally recognized if i fly from auckland to sydney and someone i've never met just decided to install flight simulator get in a small plane and put around sydney I will find them when I land or when I come near them in the plane, they will become visible to me as an object. It's, and that is why it was a close tie between those two games for my game of the year. It's Flight Simulator for just technological masterpiece. And I, I say that because it is. It is a flight simulator that we've been waiting for for years. The last one was, what's it now? It's, it's almost 2021. The last one was released in 2003. Oh, for wow. Simulator X, and it still runs like shit to today because <laughs> it was not very well made. Because we now have multiple cores in our CPUs, and it's still using a core from back then. So this is a much better piece of kit. And honestly, if you've got Microsoft Game Pass or whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's part of that. 
I highly recommend just give it an install. Even the controller gameplay is absolutely fine. If you just want to fly around where you live and have a look. It, honestly, do it. It's worth the time. Uh, and on that note, as I type in your game of the year, Reflex, uh, with your quote, it is a nice piece of cat. Wonderful. <laughs> Right. I'm gonna. I have a rough idea of where you live, dude, and I know how to fly. A <laughs> I can take off at your airport and e-bomb you. Oh. Actually, that was, that was a that was a meme. People were yeah, pranking and people trolling were their friends. Your channel too. Yeah, people were people trolling their friends by flying seven three sevens into their houses in real world, like flying to their street and crashing into their house. Oh, good god. Yeah. I couldn't believe people were asking you to do that to their houses in stream. Yeah, it was getting a, getting a bit weird when some Saudi Arabians came in and were like, you'll fly bomb plane to a house. It's like, ah, oh. no, I'm good. <laughs> no. no, no, not Ari touching Arion that. Arion did. It's, it's unusual how many people came in going, do a barrel roll. And like, yes. the game is realistic. You can't. Like, I tried for one guy. He's like, do a barrel roll. I was like, yeah, all right, I'll give that a go. And then I banked too hard and my wing fell off and said, you've overstressed the plane and crashed. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. So, <clears throat> Microsoft Flight Simulator, what was the other one? 2020. And Per Aspera. Per Aspera for a fantastic story. Who made Per Aspera? Uh, good question. I was just looking at that. It is between May developer uh, Talon Industries and publisher was Raw Fury. Um, I did have a look at what Raw Fury had published before, um, and they did. There was another game in here that I was like, oh yeah. Uh, they did Bad North, if you've seen that. It's a Viking-esque style game. Um, hang on, and let me go back to Talon Industries. They did something as well. Oh, no they didn't, sorry. They've just done the one game. Okay, One and done. Go. One and done, and honestly, it's it really is. It's people were seeing it and going, "Oh, that's really cool! I want to jump on," but they were getting turned away, turned away at the thirty six ninety nine New Zealand for the game, which, like at face value, yeah, that does look steep. But once you get into it and realise that there are different story arcs that you can go down that actually change how things go then and there, not you know four hours down the line into the story. Yeah. Um, oh, just wait yeah. for it to be thirty percent off. Easy. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, in fact, I'm surprised it's not now because the winter sales started. Yeah, winter sales. Yeah, there'll there'll be some discount on winter it. Winter sales in summer. <laughs> now, Pete, yeah. I don't know if you wanted not to sure choose through more time because we do have the indie games up as well. Um, I would, I would love. I'm actually, I'm happy to leave you guys to chew through more time if you want to keep going. Um, I've just my daughters have started screaming, so I know that I have run my length. Um, it's one clock. Yeah, because it is. It's a quarter past six here in WA, and uh, I've been basically doing this on borrowed time. Um, That's fair. So I'm happy to can the stream, and then somebody else can pick it back up if you guys want to do that and keep chewing through indie games. Um, I do want to just say one thing, uh, and that is before I go, um, day eleven. Uh, I'm just about to reveal the Goa 12 Games of Christmas Ooh, for Day 11. Day 11. Wait, um, who is the uh, brand for Day 11? Day 11 is Good Games Australia. 
Mm. Heck yes. Uh, for all of your adventuring needs, RPGs, the whole lot. But this is one hell of a pack. So it's the 2021 RPG Ultimate Adventurers Pack. And it features Ooh. the Epic Encounters Shrine of the Cobalt Queen, uh, the full pack, the Animal Adventurers RPG Starter Set, the My Little Pony RPG Tales of Equestria Starter Set, the Okie Dokie oh, Dice yes. RPG. Sorry. I knew you'd love that. The Okie Dokie Dice RPG set, Metal Glow in the Dark, Golden Princess. It's a seven dice set. Um, the D&D Nolzer's Marvelous Unpainted Miniatures Fomorian. Uh, the WizKids Wardlings RPG figures, Boy Ranger and Wolf. The WizKids Wardlings RPG figures, Girl, Heart Fighter and Hunting Falcon. And the Pathfinder Deep Cuts Unpainted Miniatures, Rusty Dragon Par. It's basically, wow. if you love RPGs and adventuring and, and D&D and all of that sort of stuff, it is, it is going to just absolutely blow your collection up. Um, that is massive. That's a lot of... It's heaps. It's so much. If you've wanted to get into it, this has got to be the ultimate way to, to kickstart your, your, um, your fun into it. So thank you, Good Games. Uh, we really appreciate Thank you. it. Um, what do you guys want to do? Because it's look, it's 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 up to you guys if you want to keep going with indie. Otherwise, we can call it there and um, call it a night. And yeah, uh, it is twenty past eleven for me. Yeah, it is late over there in New Zealand. Uh, yes, and I'm about to have to try and get the kids off to bed here. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, no, I need to head off as well. Sorry. Oh, leaving oh, me all alone, Okay, well, I'm going to say this. That's all right. Um, I just want to wish the entire Game of Australia community a very Merry Christmas. Um, it is our last show of the year. I want to thank you, Four Legends, um, for the show tonight and Dan, but also our wider content team for what has been just an exceptional and incredible year. Um, there are so many things that I could say about this year, um, but without going into too much detail, it's a year that's really set Game of Australia up. Um, it's a year where we've done things we never thought were possible. This team's come together to create some incredible things in this community that I never thought that I would see ever, um, uh, you know, especially thinking back four years when it was just Dan and I doing a 20-minute podcast in a studio for shits and giggles, um, and yet here we are. Um, some milestones we've covered off, like we're, we're well into the thousands now for the, the Goa Twitter. Um, we cracked the 1,000 Discord members this week. Um, awesome. Like we, you know, our our Instagram's just about to hit two thousand. Facebook's boot like blowing up, and we've had the most visits to our website that we have ever had um, in in our website being live. Um, we've had more visits to our website in the past sort of three months than we've had in the four years that it's been live. So it's just been um, an extraordinary bloody year of growth for Game in Australia, and at the heart of it. Um, are two main things. One, an incredible content team. You guys just doing some amazing things and um, you, you do it for the love of it and for the love of this community. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you all so very much for your hard work this year and hopefully as Goa continues to grow, um, we can give back what you're putting in. Uh, and <clears throat> um, the other thing is the community. Thank you so much to the community for, um, for sticking with us and being a part of this and being a part of that growth. And, and hopefully you guys are getting some amazing things out of what it is that we're doing. And I can tell you now that uh, 2021 is going to be an even bigger year than this year. Um, 2020 was almost, I guess you could say, a proof of concept um, for the stuff that we've got planned for next year. So 
more events, more stories, more shows, more podcasts, more competitions, um, more support, uh, more more incredible opportunities with partners and sponsors um, that are all going back into the community. So um, thank you. Have a very Merry Christmas and a safe one and a wonderful New Year as well. And uh, yeah, that's it from me. If anybody else has some things that they'd like to say, please go right ahead. I won't stop you. I, I do have one thing. Just on, not, not very long. Obviously, I'm an alien <laughs> to you Australians. See what I did there? Nailed it. Ah, nailed it. Aussies. 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 Being, being an active member uh, of Game on Australia, both community and uh, team work, um, I, you everything here you guys have allowed me to stretch my legs in multiple ways that i i honestly wouldn't have found a route to do otherwise um the tournament stuff that we've done starting with uh literally a year ago i had an image pop up on my facebook of this time last year was the first tournament flyer uh for the call of duty tournament Mm -hmm. that was january this year we sent it out early but the first flyer was a look what happened last year and I, I actually sat there for a second thinking fuck that was so that that was off like it was just a hey skittles i want to play some call of duty in a tournament and she goes okay set one up didn't actually realize i wasn't going to be playing in it but hey it's <laughs> fine it worked out <laughs> um and from that we just it, it just snowballed uphill like it it took off and the support that I've had from literally everyone here, you know, through the journeys, you know, the personal journeys of job loss through to, you know, weight loss surgery and everything. Like, honestly, I, I'm happy to call everyone here a friend. Like, no shit. I, anyone here who needs anything from me, whether it's a, a chat or some technical advice, God knows you're already using the technical advice side of things. All of you, Ariond. <laughs> And Natty, it's uh, it's here for you guys to use. Whatever you need, you know, from me, you know, I I, I want to give back as much as you guys have given to me. And honestly, I I've seen what we've got planned for next year, especially tournament-wise, and who we have on our sides for that. It's going to be a hell of a year, mm. absolutely hell of a year. Mm-hmm. And I can't do it without all you guys supporting me, especially from you know, five hours away due to time zones at the moment. That shit sucks. But, you know, it's the support that everyone gives, even just being there, that makes this what it is. Like, I'm so happy to be a part of this. You know, it's... Natty was talking about, you know, being alone for the year. And in a way, it's I've been in a similar situation where I haven't had a job to go to. My wife goes out during the day and then, you know, that's it. But it's just... It, it is what it is, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. So thank you, and Merry Christmas to everybody. Love you, mate. Um, guys, uh, straight, Twitch. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been such a massive year for us on Twitch, and it's the, the growth that we've gone through and the community that we built around ourselves here and the people that have come in and helped out as well and done their little bits. It's just it's been incredible, and... 
I've loved being a part of it. I've this this was my first year with Goa as well. I haven't been a, been around all that long, but it's just it's an incredible place with a, a great feel with so many legends around us. And I think I think it would be remiss of me to say, Pete, what you and Dan built here. You, you know, you said you started from you, you two talking shit about games and and whatnot, but it's just it's grown into something that people treasure and love, and I'm one of them. I've, I don't know what I would have done this year if I hadn't found you guys, and uh, I'm very happy to be here among everybody else. Well, mate, I appreciate that. It's, it's not ours mm. anymore. That's the thing. Mm. Like we're we're as much just a part of this team now as, as everybody else is. So, um, yeah, it doesn't grow and it doesn't build the way that it does without everybody like having their equal part in this to play now. So, um, yeah, we love it. Um, Natty Zulu. Uh, 500, I think 550 stories at GameOnOz.com for the year. Oof. Extraordinary. Same. Yes, apparently I wrote 196 of them. My <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Crazy, God. Zulu. Crazy. Yeah. You're a workhorse, my man. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. Coffee. Coffee is the same. <laughs> Um, Everyone should be incredibly proud of all the work they've done. And, of course, the main thing is there's no point writing it if nobody reads it. So we have to do a big shout-out to all our friends in the community and the wider internets and say thank you so much for actually taking time out of your busy internetting to come and read our words. And a double thank you to the people who click that like and share and subscribe Mm -hmm. button. And a triple thank you to the people who say nice things about it. Um, Natty and the, the eSports thing, um, I'm really looking forward to what you've got planned next year. Oh, I'm just gonna 2021 say is going to be amazing and huge and I'm so excited to be on, on the road with, with you guys for 2021. It's going to be massive. Um, all right, guys, uh, let's leave it there. Um, have yep. a wonderful Christmas, as we said. Thanks again. And if you haven't, make sure you check out GameOnOz.com. Uh, everything you need to know. Go at 12 games of Christmas, all that sort of stuff. Um, geez, we're two days away, and we're going to be announcing those winners. So good luck, and God bless, and thank you. And as we always say, considering Dan is not here, and uh, I'm just going to drop this one on you guys. I'm just going to see how it goes. As we always say... Don't forget to say... Jeez, that was actually a lot better than I expected it to be. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, good night. Did we, uh, did we want to raid Jaina, if you can coordinate that, because she's on? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I do that, Fle- uh, Flexi? I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'm in the, yep. I'm in the stream manager tools. tools. Yeah, go sorry. for it. Raid the Merry hell Christmas, out of Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Everybody have fun. All right. It's almost there. So, which is giving me a countdown to raid. Let us know when you're ready. All right, we're going now. Let's pause Go on. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is like slamming the door, but the door doesn't slam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, slamming the door, breaking the window. I'm terribly sorry about that. Uh...